Hello Team Builder. Thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Chris Cabert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. I'm joined by my co-host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hey, Chris. Hi, hi, Michelle. How's it going? It's going well. We didn't ask that question last podcast. This is great. This is cool, so we can come back to it. Um, we, yeah, I've just finished almost three weeks straight of daily team building programs. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so fun and exhausting. Ready for a little cognitive break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you know thinking about all that stuff and planning, and then and then doing the programs and then reflecting and what do you want to do different and yeah so I'm ready for a little break awesome great yourself yeah doing well I actually took a week off which was so oh, nice to right. have a brain break I went to my farm in Kansas and did some work on our uh, on the renovation house that we're doing of my grandparents and it's also fall harvest time so getting combines and semis and yeah. all of that prepped and ready for fall harvest so so it was um, and I have brothers take, still do yeah that. my brothers um, yep yeah. and my sisters and I we all farm our family farm ground now so that's cool so yeah so it was a really nice and much needed time away so doing a little self-care yeah and there was a question that came in um someone asked me if does michelle sleep (laughs) oh really yeah (laughs) that's so funny yes i do um sometimes intermittently but yes intermittently okay so there (laughs) answers that question thanks for submitting that question listener appreciate that Uh, she does sleep i do sleep yeah i'm a big fan of sleep i like the nap i like all of those things yeah cool Cool. and you have an icebreaker question i do one of my favorite icebreaker questions that i love to ask people is what is the first car you ever owned or drove? You can answer either one of those or both. Okay. So Chris. I would be happy to. I bought from a neighbor. He was such an amazing guy. Oh, for a dollar. What? I'm pretty sure a Maverick. Is it a Ford? I think it's a Ford Maverick. Okay. It was a V8, ugliest looking car that you ever saw, but it went really fast oh and my I gosh. got that when I was a senior in high school for a dollar wow yeah and it had a bench front seat nice so <laughs> that was fun on dates fun on <laughs> okay dates. all right you can't get bench seats much no anymore. you can't not, not in cars for sure with trucks still trucks bench you seats? can still okay. yep mm-hmm. so it's trucks trucks it is okay yep. How about so you? for me the first car I ever drove <laughs> was one of our wheat trucks and I was eight years old, I remember. Um, and my dad needed the wheat truck from point A to point B. And I was the only one around to help at the time. And so uh, I went and, like, I couldn't even, I had to stand because I was so short because this wheat truck was so big. Um, I had to stand. I couldn't sit on the, I couldn't sit on the seat and reach the pedals. And so oh. I had to stand and do it. And um, I, that was the first one I ever drove. The first car I ever owned is I bought, um, I bought a car from, uh, this uh, senior in high school girl, she got a new car for graduation, and I bought a 1978 Mercury Bobcat. Wow! <laughs> and for three hundred dollars, like it was a total. It was light blue, and it was the worst farm kid car ever because it did terrible on you know muddy country roads and like all that. But I tell you what, that thing could jump terraces like nobody's business. Wow! I got into some. Mist- mischief with that car oh, don't, yeah, don't reveal too it much it was awesome i loved it it was very cool great very cool so 
All right. Okay. Today we are going to have a little bit of fun with our topic. Yeah, because 49, we're prepping for our big 50th uh -huh. episode. We don't know what it is yet, but yeah. it's going to be big. <laughs> All right, so what are we doing? Okay, so today, Chris was like, what are we going to talk about today? I was like, you know, why don't we talk about, let's surface what behaviors pop up in programs that drive facilitators crazy, right? I'm like, so I've been facilitating now, gosh, close to 30 years now. And of course, over the years, you find those, that type of behavior, that type of participant, whatever it is. And you're just like, oh no, I have to deal with that today <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah. And there are a couple of things that just get under my skin. They just drive me crazy. And, and then we'll give a little bit of, I guess, advice yes. on what we've done. What our strategies or techniques right. are. Without with those, harming anyone. Right. With right. The, <laughs> yeah, when those behaviors show up in your program, you're like, oh no. And then you're like, okay, here we go. I'm implementing a technique. All right. You want to start? Okay. My Okay, probably the one that I dislike the most are the side talkers. Oh my gosh, they drive me crazy. Okay, raise your hand if you're with Michelle. Right, no. raise your hand right now. Who's with me on hating the side talk? No, okay, hating is a very strong word. Who strongly dislikes the side talkers in the programs? Ugh. You know, and for me, like, okay, when you see it happening, you're like, okay, let's address. Okay, so we've addressed the behavior. We've addressed, okay, so today, like, there's going to be times where we have discussions where I need you to stop talking to your neighbor and so that you can come back. You can hear the important information. You've addressed the ta side talking. You've addressed it. Like, now you're at the point where, like, okay, they're still doing it. Now they're just being rude, right? So yeah. what do you do? So I have this one little back pocket trick that I love to do. Now, you can only get away with it maybe once or twice okay. uh, before they're on to you, right? So the thing that I do is I'm like, okay, you know what? Um, I need everyone to find a partner real quick because who are they going to partner with? Yeah, they're the totally going to partner with the person that they are side dogging with, right? right? Okay, okay, great. Now that you have your partner, I need you to stand about five feet away from that partner and then turn and face them. <laughs> so then they totally do that, right? And then I just, okay, Here's what I actually needed you to hear. And then I just like go on with whatever it was that I was oh, about nice. to say. Because now they are standing far enough away from that person that they can't side talk anymore. Nice. And if they and they might actually be standing close to somebody else that they could side talk with, but because that person's not their partner, they won't talk to them. Got it. They Got won't it. talk to anybody else. So, and again, okay. you can only get away with it maybe once or twice before they're like, I totally know what she's doing right now, okay. right? All right. But for that one or two moments, you know, those two, one or two times, it is blissful. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. I like it. All, right. All right. What you got? What's one of yours? What, one of mine that just, you know, you talk about groups come in, they want to work together as a team, they, they want to be good at something, they want to... They want to solve tasks together. So you're, you're giving them the rules. You're, they start the activity, and somebody breaks a rule, and then they look up at me. Oh. You know, and then what do you do? It's like, okay, you know you, you broke a rule because you looked at me. I know. And now you know you that know. I saw you do it. <laughs> Who's now? Or so you get into this. Say, as a facilitator, I go, okay, what do I do? Um, one of my favorite things to do, since it's if it's not a major objective, is following rules. Okay. I will look at that person and kind of give them the little head tip and 
kind of like shrug my shoulders a little bit and see what they do. If they don't do anything, then that topic comes up mm-hmm. after at the end of the, hey, I also noticed this about the experience. Does it make the experience any less successful if you've done it without following the rules? Mm. So then we get into some of that little conversation. If they do call it, then that also comes up. It's like, you know, I admire your integrity. Right. You know, this is why is integrity important? Then you can get that little topic. So again, if it's not a major objective of right. breaking rules on purpose, right. it's the ones that you know they know they broke a rule, but they don't know what to do, or they just they really don't want the quote unquote consequence yeah, that comes with want, it, and they don't want to upset the team right. or let the team know they failed. You kind of get it, yeah. But when it's the looking at me that right. gets it, <laughs> they're looking it's at like, you for. Sympathy, empathy, uh, accountability. Just like, like did, I think it's like, words. did he see it? Did he see it? Because if he didn't see it, Ooh. if I look up at him and he doesn't see me, then he doesn't see it. Then uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, okay. you know, that kind of thing, that kind of mm-hmm. sneaky behavior. <laughs> and, and in some groups, it's very, compa- you know, it's compassionate. In mm-hmm. other groups, like, you know, they're just yeah. being sneaky. Uh-huh. All right, what do you got? You got okay. another one? All right, another one of mine is the the clicks. The uh, the partnering up with your best friend, your BFF, all the time for every activity, right? Because honestly, most of the time our bad behaviors are totally with our BFFs, right? Like that's where we're going to side talk. That's where we're going to goof off. That's where we're going to not be, you know, paying attention, whatever. You know, and so I remember, like I led a group recently. It was a, it was a high school age kids group, whatnot. And, you know, and one of the objectives was to make sure that they got to know new people and really expand their, you know, their circle rather than just staying with the same people and over and over again. And we had just talked about that in the expectations of their behaviors. And so then I went to do the handshake activity. And I see this one little group of four that you just know is going to be a challenge for you, right? They just they just were demonstrating some behaviors you knew they were going to have to, right. you know, have a watchful eye on and of course the I usually do three to four handshakes right and uh, and I noticed that that little group of course all they did was swap in and out you know like the partners of those four it was just one so then I had to then in the moment of course I then had eight handshakes you know I didn't necessarily plan eight handshakes but then after I saw that happening I then made you know i continued the activity went a lot longer than i wanted to but i wanted to help mingle them up mingle them up and yeah. uh and, yeah. and and nip that early and then like i see you like right. and i know what you're up right. to and and then creating groups mm-hmm. if you're aware enough sometimes it might be a little hard but if you're aware enough then you can say okay then the salmon fisher handshake partners get together mm-hmm. you know and then you know that you're going to separate certain people so it's a nice way to also kind of circumnavigate right some of that stuff you know and sometimes oh, cool. i let a habit right yeah, like yeah. let it, let them have it for one interaction whatever it yeah. is but then for but for the rest for the most of them i'm going to choose those handshakes where i know they were not in their best friend yeah. circle yeah. Um, moving forward so yeah. Yeah, one of the ways that I've been using a lot is, all right, get into group of six, mm-hmm. you know, and then usually the clicky kind of people will stay together, mm-hmm. and then um, they'll number. I say, okay, number off. We're gonna we're gonna get you numbered <laughs> off. 
<laughs> and then one, two, three, four, five. And then you take the ones. ones and then, but it. you have to watch. Yes, you do. You have to say, okay, ones go, and you watch everybody go over, and then there's, you know how many people are in the group. Because <laughs> some will tag along with their oh, buddies. They totally will. Because if you're not watching. So that's one way to kind of break mm -hmm. up those... The, the buddies yep. and get them kind of force them you're right. kind of forcing them to meet other people mm -hmm. and sometimes that's our job yeah is to push them a little bit so that they can have some other experiences right. versus common experience yeah all right um one of the ones you know when i was younger i was very competitive Ooh, okay. and um i've since kind of gotten away from there's always competition so we're always going to be working on that Let's do more cooperative things. So I'm a little more cooperative sensitive or competitive sensitive, I would say. Hmm. And the ones, uh, the, the participants who've got to win to play mm. are very challenging for me to address oh, without okay. being, um, you know, putting them down or calling them out. Or So I'm, something I'm really working on is how do we instill this idea of cooperativeness and helping each other to be successful. Yes, you may be good at all this stuff, but how can you help others be good at this? Mm -hmm. So the, the idea, of, even when we say, hey, this is not a competitive activity. <laughs> yep. If you divide them into groups and you do the same thing, then they're going to be wired to, to win. Mm -hmm. So what ha what I've done, what's what's been useful and helpful for me as I transition into this calmness is those mid briefs that you talked about oh. in the last podcast episode. Okay, it's the idea of just stopping. Hey, let's notice our behavior, and let's can we focus a little in this next length? Let's focus on cooperation. You know, you know how to be competitive. This is clear that some of you want to win. We get it. This is we're wired that way. So we, I sympathize with them. I think it's kind of working in my favor. I go. Let's try for this. This next section. Let's be. Let's help each other. Mm. Let's see how that feels. Uh, so and that seems to be giving them a little. Ooh, you know. Yeah, we're not competing. It gives them that little jolt to remind them it's not a competition. We're down here to help each other okay. be successful. Got it. So that's that's what I've so done. So the competitive. The first thing like have to over, win. Yeah, right. it's they like, over competitive. And they sabotage have to win other people's um, progress. Got it. You know, the, they're just kind of mean, in my opinion. But they're mm -hmm. doing it to win. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like they're always mean people, but it's those behaviors so they can win and get the notoriety. That 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 to me is hard for me to deal with. Got it. Yeah. So okay. it's slow. You know, little things, little steps. Okay. What do you got? You got okay, one more? Another one for me is the person that always has to talk, right? Like you ask a question and they're always the first person to answer, you know, and sometimes they do it out of just like they just, they, they're not an overshare, but they're ones that they're excited and they have an answer. But for those that don't have that self-awareness around like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like that nobody else even has an opportunity to share their thoughts, opinions, whatever, because this other person always answers first. So in some of the techniques and tactics I use for that person, I'm like, you know what? I think that's great. We've heard from you a few times now. Let's make sure that we hear from other people, you know, but to have to remind 
all the time. Yeah. You know, that, you know, there's a, there's a lack of self-awareness there, but then also there's, you know, there's also just an excitement that they have in, in sharing and wanting to, you know, answer the question and things like that. Yeah. You had a great technique that you use for this same behavior as yeah, well. When I was working with the younger populations, like the middle school, maybe even younger high school, we would do uh, the talking string. So okay. five feet of P chord. And then depending on the number of people, we would tie knots in the P chord. So uh -huh. let's say, for example, f uh, five knots. They have then, during the activity, they have five opportunities to share something, to share a comment, share a thought. And I always say, and, and the talking experience based on our program and the opportunity we wanna give other people to share and give their ideas, your comment, your nod is worth 90 seconds. Ooh, okay. So you can, if you wanna use a couple knots and take three minutes, mm. you can but you only have five knots. So now it makes them, in my experience, it makes them think a little bit more about what they're gonna say and tailor it a little bit or shorten it, you know, get to the point so that they can, and then what happens is the talkers lose all their knots and then the people <laughs> that have their knots left eventually get their say. Right. So they're kind of, they're almost kind of biding their time. At, right. When you're watching them, they're like, they're just kind of holding, they know they're gonna have their chance, their moment, and they kind of hold on to it. And then at the end, it's kind of cool. And then, and then the debriefs are, wow, I, it was nice to hear from everybody. Yeah. You know, and then they're starting to be self-aware that other people have good ideas if I just, take a little time and yeah. let them talk. And I, I like the whole equity of voice, right? To where we're hearing about the same amount from everybody that also puts some accountability on those that maybe aren't the ones to speak up first that that we also want to hear from you. So I, yeah. I love that. I'm gonna... there, There's a little rule on that that I had to make up about, oh, okay. you know, when I was getting into this, <laughs> that you can't sell your knots oh, to anybody. Oh, really? Or give your string away. Okay. Yeah, so I had to add those rules. Literally, you had, to, you had people selling? Because there was actually people <laughs> negotiating for snacks to get their knots. Oh my gosh, yeah, what kind of snacks are we talking about? I have about? no <laughs> idea, but I remember that having to create the rule because somebody told on them. Oh, oh so-and-so is giving her knots away to so-and-so. Akashi, else. one like, little Debbie, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like, they're not going to, how are they, am I not going to know you're going to talk 10 That's times? That's so and funny. Like, yeah, so. The craftiness. The, the craftiness. That, that would be, a, you know, the right? craftiness. I love it. Okay, what's one of yours? All right, my, my final one for this episode um, are the people who throw a prop pretty much almost immediately after you just told them not to throw a prop. <laughs> okay. All right? And, it, you know, you just have to, you, it's like there's no words. Right, the boundary pushers. And, and you look at them and they know you want to say something really sarcastic and get at them. <laughs> and... You know, I've come to uh, leaning more now towards a Brene, Brene Brown approach okay. where she calls it generous assumptions. Mm. All right, I love this. And um, I learned it as endless blessings as a game oh, from okay. Bernie DeCoven. Huh. Um, and now uh, listening and reading to uh, Brene Brown, listening and, and reading her books, 
she calls it generous assumptions. We got to assume. I, I'm going to assume the person who threw that rubber chicken, after I just said rubber chickens cannot be thrown, they got to be handed, <laughs> missed it. They mm. missed the directions. So that's your general assumption. Uh, that's my generous assumption. Oh, generous. generous assumption. I'm got being it. generous with the fact that the person just broke a rule that I just said. So I'm giving them the benefit of doubt versus assuming they just broke that rule on purpose. Okay. Okay. So then I'm going to check them out. I'll put it on me. Oh, hold on for a second. I apologize. I probably wasn't clear. <laughs> but here are the things we can throw. Right. And here are the things we can not throw. Hey, everybody give me a thumbs up if you got that. Uh, so then I go, I reiterate it. Now, if the throw happens again, then we're talking behavior management problems. Right, but sure. if they missed it, and we, we can we can honestly <laughs> kind of confirm, oh, sorry, I missed that one. Because right. they were probably side talking. Right, yeah. Or they were, you know, they were doing something else, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So that's my <laughs> approach now to those immediate breaking of the rules. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Then I'm going to step back and reiterate the rules if they're a safety concern for okay, sure. Okay, so while you were describing that, I was kind of giggling to myself over here because I'm like, oh my gosh, Chris is now like, this is my outside voice. Okay, let's uh, maybe not everyone heard me or whatever. On your, your inside voice is the facilitator's like, are you kidding me, <laughs> right? Like exactly. your outside voice. I'm like, okay, let's reiterate. Your inside voice, what the? So there are filters. You got <laughs> to right? get the filters Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, my you final You got one, one last one. I got one last one. My final one are the one word answers. You know, I train people in asking open-ended questions and I myself practice. I am very thoughtful when I'm doing my debriefing about asking open-ended questions that do not require a one or two word response, right? Like, okay, everyone, walk me through what just happened and how are you able to accomplish this as a team? That should not be a one word. Yeah, teamwork. Or, teamwork. Yeah. 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 Oh, we've we've talked about this in several I know, episodes. Right? Yeah, I know yeah. that that it, I'm like, okay, how did you use teamwork? Right. Like in the course, that's your follow up question. Yeah. But in my mind, like the first time you ask this wonderful, flowy, open ended question, and you get leadership, yeah. teamwork, teamwork. Trust. We had to trust each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. So, you know, and, and part that, of that yeah, is... Yeah, raise your hand if you... you we're, we're all in that same boat of those right. one-word mm -hmm. canned answers. Yeah. And then we got to pry that can open exactly. a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. part of that is the fun of facilitating, right? But yes. part of it also, like, as soon as you hear your first one, you're like, okay. Okay, here we go. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the warning is the facial expressions. Mm. So we've got to be mindful. I apparently have a demeaning look when oh. I'm pondering. Okay. So I have a look that kind of scares people in that, <laughs> oh, what did I just Catherine, do? You're the last person oh, I would and I have to say, scary. oh, nothing. You know, I, that, that's my pondering face. Okay. So I have, to, I have to share people, <laughs> share with people like, this is my pondering face when I'm considering something is nothing bad. So mm -hmm. just, you know, facial expressions. You might want to get a little, have a coworker just kind of keep an eye on you just to see what your facial expressions are when somebody <laughs> does something stupid. Right. <laughs> what's, your, what's your filter facial expression? Right. Like you're filtering out something yeah. that you don't want to say, but what do you look like? So when that happens to me in the one-word answer, honestly, the first time a one-word answer comes out, I'm like, okay, awesome. Now, 
in today's, I'm like, I'm so glad that you brought up just teamwork, you know, because that clearly is something that we're going to be out here working on all day long today. Now that is no longer the right answer. You can't use one word answers in the debrief. And I just call it out. I'm like, look, we all know that we're going to use teamwork today. We're in a team building session. So we know teamwork is a part of it. So now when I ask, anytime I ask you a question today, one or two word answers, not acceptable. I need you to elaborate on, give me the why behind why you think teamwork or leadership or trust. So I just address it in the moment and that nips it. it. It really does. So no more what, and then and then we'll go to two word answers. Right, they, yeah. sometimes. And then they'll say, "Well, te- is teamwork one word or yeah. two words?" <laughs> then that's yeah. then that goes back to your boundary pusher. Yeah. Um. So you're setting expectations. I am. Yeah. yeah, and trying to get them to think a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. My analogy, when they say teamwork, I was like, think of peanut butter. Think mm-hmm. of peanut butter. A jar of peanut butter. Okay. You got peanut. So peanut butter right on the outside. <laughs> What's in peanut butter? Mm. And they go, well, peanuts, probably salt, maybe some added sugar, maybe some preservatives. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in peanut butter. So what's the stuff in teamwork? Mm. So you acknowledge, okay, got it, cool, but what mm-hmm. is involved? Yeah. Right? What are the behaviors? Like it, like it. Yeah, that's that's how I tackle the one-word answers. Yeah, uh, and get them to dig. Yeah, get them to dig. Get them so to think. those are a few of our annoying participant behaviors. Make you crazy. The things that drive facilitators crazy. So we would love to hear a few of yours as well. So please chime in. And um, hit the link in the show notes to add some comments, whatnot to this. We would love to hear some more. And maybe we'll do a second follow-up to this same topic in a future podcast episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Fun Doing Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris About Team Building.